Hey, I'm Jesse. Yesterday's devotion was about comfort and how sometimes we can receive comfort and we can be the vessel that brings somebody else comfort, like Titus brought comforting words to Paul and company. But verse 8 of the same passage has some harsh words in it. So he has just talked about how he has received uh, comfort in Titus's report about the church of Corinth. Verse 8, for even if I grieved you with my letter, even if I grieved you with my letter, I don't regret it. And if I regretted it since I saw the letter grieved you, yet only for a while, I now rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because your grief led to repentance. For you were grieved as God willed so that you didn't experience any loss from us. So verse eight suddenly sounds pretty harsh. Like, I don't regret the pain that I caused you with my letter. What's he talking about here? This could be the severe letter that, is, that, is, that was delivered between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. The letter that could be lost, or it's possible that it is, in fact, chapters 10 through 13 or chapters 11 through 13 of the very book we're studying right now. When we get to those chapters, you decide, you let me know what you, what you think. But the point is that Titus delivered this letter and it was well-received. 1 Corinthians addressed all the numerous profound flaws in the church of Corinth. And then there's issues. There's issues. It's not very well received. So there's this severe letter that comes between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And Titus gives a good report. He describes the people of Corinth receiving this severe letter and receiving it well and being in brokenness and repentance, desiring to reconcile with Paul. And so Paul feels uplifted by this. And that's what prompts the whole book of 2 Corinthians. So in this, Paul is not backing down from the severity of his confrontational letter. He's not backing down from the ways in which he's called sin out in the past. When there's a falling out between brothers and sisters in Christ, the basis of the reconciliation cannot be a tolerance for sin. It cannot be just a compromising of the standards of holiness. There's got to be a point at which you are willing, if you're in the appropriate setting, to call a brother or sister to account for sin. And you do so well. You do so accurately, by the way. And if there's repentance from sin, then praise God. And there's full reconciliation, a full restoration of the relationship. It can't come from what Paul's describing here. It can't come from apologizing for the standard of holiness. Right? Like, I don't regret being severe with you. If I grieved you with my letter, I don't regret it. I don't regret the pain you felt when I confronted you, Church of Corinth, for your litany of sins. I don't regret being severe with you. But I rejoice now, not because you were grieved, but because your grief led to repentance. He's rejoicing not in the pain that came with that confrontational letter. He's rejoicing in the repentance that has come about in the Church of Corinth. Sometimes there's got to be tough talk between believers. If you're going to have accountability, you're going to have some confrontational moments. If your whole church experience has never included this, then you've only experienced a piece of church. If you've never had that accountability moment where you're taken to task for your own sin, either you've been totally sinless or you've not, you've just not been caught in your sin or you've been putting on a show and you've been a fake and your group doesn't actually know you 
If you've never been a part of holding someone else accountable for their sin, confronting them over this, hey, brother, we fell short here, let's repent. You've never experienced the full depth of Christian fellowship. Paul was grateful for the grief that God brought, not because of the grief, but because of the repentance that it manifested. There's something called godly sorrow. And you know this, if you've been convicted by God for your sin. I know I've been there, where I look back on what I've done and I'm like, oh man, I just feel terrible about it. And if I see one of my, my children feeling this way, I don't rejoice in the tears that I see in my kids' eyes, but I do rejoice in the fact that they then repent from sin. I rejoice in what it brings about later. I rejoice in my own pain that I've been through for my own conviction, for my own sin, because God uses it to bring about repentance. That godly grief, that godly sorrow leads to something beautiful, and that is repentance. If you've never experienced this before, you've yet to experience church. Join or start a group today.